This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with Nepenthes. It's been six weeks since we first spoke, and there's been a lot that's happened in that time. We ran through the evolution of the limited cards over the last six weeks. We looked at the 680 million investment, the Liga, the Bundesliga, legend cards, the new user interface moments, the gambling advancements, all the stuff that's happened in the last six weeks, and got Nep's take on it. Uh, an absolute pleasure as always. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Nepenthes, it's been six weeks since we last spoke. A lot has happened. A lot of things that we spoke about six weeks ago have kind of changed and I just thought it'd be really interesting to get you back on. So first and foremost, thanks a million for coming back. And I suppose, You're very welcome. Just, how have you been? How's the yeah, six good. weeks went? Yeah, in, in between time, the new FIFA has come out. So my time mm. on So Rare has been limited. Um, yeah. It's been so no rare, pun intended. actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, it's been a good six weeks. Uh, the the account is still growing, and uh, I'm still enjoying my time on it. Yeah, I know from like the FPL world, like over the summer coming into the new sort of Premier League season, that's when all those content creators like their their followings double. Is it like that on YouTube when the new FIFA comes out? Yeah, like the the first or maybe six weeks is good, and then Christmas and New Year is good for the Fitness promo and the Team of the Year promo, and then Team of the Season at the back end of the game campaign is good again, and then everything in between is super quiet. So. Yeah, this yeah. is a good time of year right now. Is it the type of community, this is completely derailing the conversation from the get-go, <laughs> but it's interesting because we never really actually touch on the FIFA bit. Is it a really competitive world? Obviously, SEO is a big thing. Are there like a bunch of big FIFA YouTubers and is, all, is it all like cloak and, cloaks and daggers and competing? And uh, like, how- Not really. It has it has got a little bit more like that over the last like sort of maybe two or three years, especially as like ad revenues ramped up and like there's, you know, seven yeah. figures a year to be made these days. Like it's it's changed massively before like it used to be just everyone helping out everyone we would all share tips and tricks as to what got us where we got to you know there'd be like like sometimes youtube would change the algorithm as to what works and longer videos would work and then shorter videos would work and we're just generally like all in it together you know because like a a rising tide brings up all ships doesn't it so the better everyone Mm -hmm. does the better everyone does so i think generally it's everyone's super helpful I'm sure everyone's still got their own little, you know, niche tactics that work for them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because I know, like, in the so rare world, everyone's all friends, we're all buddy buddy, all talking to each other. But I'm thinking, like, as it grows over time, hopefully there are millions of users. Hopefully there's a lot out there, and it's, yeah. it's just interesting now. Because I had a call with a guy yesterday who's looking to start a so rare YouTube channel, and I was like giving him every tip. Yeah. everything like i was telling him, like do this watch seo get good thumbnails retention's important da, 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 da. and i was like geez i just told that guy like literally a direct competitor for like my signups yeah. everything yeah. but i mean that's where we're at at the minute it's just yeah. an interesting kind of kind of word but look back to the the topic at hand and that's so rare so look what i'll say is i'm not going to get you to introduce yourself again you're back for the second time i would sort of highly recommend anyone who missed the first time we talked it was six episodes ago or something go and have a look go and have a listen and then come back to this but the big thing i think we spoke about and the big thing i think that's probably changed the most in the last six weeks for you is the limiteds now i remember and i'm sort of paraphrasing what you said exactly this isn't verbatim but you basically said last time you were shocked at how easy it was to win in the d5 
you, yeah. you felt like you could have a DMP almost and be winning a pretty good card. How has that evolved? I, I still feel the same, to be fair. I, Do I, you? I think, yeah. That's I, brilliant. I it's still very much a case of, so long as you're picking the right players, which I know is part of the process, right? But there are there are people out there that are just very, very regular scorers. Um, mm. I think as long as you do even just a little bit of research, I think it's very easy. Um, I don't know what the, the, I think the rewards, I saw some guy tweet before the rewards, they're like getting less and less each week, aren't they? They're like giving mm. out less positions for how many people sign up or whatever. Um, There's actually just this. a bot in there. There's a special episode coming out on Monday. You know, people, this is releasing the Friday. On Monday, there's an, ep- an episode coming out talking with that guy. Um, or maybe it was Techers who put it out, but with Pires about rewards and divisions and stuff because there's a bit of a bit of drama there at the minute. But we'll we'll leave that for this episode. Yeah, I, I don't know how to see anymore how the reward structure is because of so, the new. Oh yeah, and that's something we're going to get into as well. Yeah, so the new if, you UI. To, if you go to play, uh, you go to like the upcoming week on the yep. top left. There's like competitions, matches, prize pool. Oh yeah, and I got you check into prize pool now. It's all laid out pretty clearly, like what is up for grabs, how many cards are up for grabs, um, yeah, how many people are entering. But the the big issue there is the weighting of the cards. Do you know, yeah. one division could have less rewards or more rewards, but it's got no star rares, it's got no super rares. So that's actually maybe yeah. average reward value would be a good metric for them to display or something. But Yeah, it would be. But even just looking at this now, the all-star division, right, there's 8,500 participants and almost 1,000 cards given away. Like, if you can't come in the top 1,000, I feel sorry for you. Like, it's <laughs> like you're doing something wrong. And what, what I noticed from talking to a lot of my viewers on stream about their game plan, a lot of people's game plan is buying the cheapest possible DNP goalkeeper they can and banking on the four outfield players to get them their points, which mm. just wipes out a massive chunk of people that have any viable chance of getting up there because you need, like, a couple of hundreds or, you know, some high 80s and yeah. things like that to then place and I, I like it had certainly the points threshold uh, reward has gone up over the last six weeks like when i first joined it was maybe like 250 points would get you a reward now it seems to be like maybe 300 to 320 points gets you a reward i still personally think that 300 points over five cards that's an average of 60 a card i, I that think that's is, easy that's kind of what it used to feel like in the d4 like the rare divisions or what's it called now just the rare or oh, yeah, yeah the rare division yeah um that's that's what it used to feel like. Now in there, it feels like you can go out and you can shoot 360, 380 and come away with a tier three or something. And it's kind oh, of wow. heartbreaking. Like it's even more competitive at rare almost um, because of obviously less cards actually been paid out. Um, but yeah. look, I'm going to take us off this topic just for a second because my timers <laughs> just went off and it's crunch time. So that means it's one minute until the Erling Haaland one of a thousand limited card is sold. Uh, it's currently at 1.5 ETH, which is just over five grand. What do you make of that? I, I suppose I have a question for you. Do you have the financial backing to outbid the your Never Walker loans and your A dot J dots and things like that on a card like this if they just wanted it? No, I definitely do not. But it depends <laughs> how much they like. They're not going to pay a hundred grand for it, you know. So it's yeah. not about who is the bigger bank. It's about will they pay more than I have in my bank account? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the question. Now, I have 25 seconds. Do I put one more bit on? It's at 5,300. 5, do I do it? Yes or no? I need yourself to know. if you don't, yeah. Fuck it, it's happening. Oh, well, I kick myself if I do. No, I won't. No, you've We're got out to of do time. You've got to 15 seconds. It's going to ask for bank approval. 
Still got 10 seconds. 11, 10 good. seconds. Oh, no, I need to authenticate it. This is actually right. like... He's still in good time. He's still in good time. I've missed it. I fucking oh, missed three, it. Three, two, Did someone... one. No, you got it. Oh, no. Oh, it's Bellamar. He's another of the whales, isn't he? Did he bid it? Yeah, he's got it, yeah. The bastard got it. Look. Can you see like how close I was? That's like the approval thing on Osterbank. Oh, oh, dear. That's tough. Do you know, you see if he flips that for like 10 grand in two weeks? Yeah, you'll be furious that you didn't. Yeah. I'll cry. Yeah. I, do you know what? That That's what happens when you record podcasts and try and bid on things. <laughs> anyway, do you know what? Maybe I'll be happy. I went in for the Charles the Kettler Super the other night as well and just got blown out of the water. It feels like there's people out there like Bellaman and the other whales who just come in and take what they want, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it is it is um like it is it is difficult because there's like there's the aspect of like growing your account and you know if if you're not too wealthy, if you've got even just a little bit of excess income, a lot of people on stream ask me, How much do I need for this? And the, the true answer is like like now actually, you don't need anything, right? Because of the way they've done the rookie league now, you can free to play your way to rewards mm. that are tradable and sellable. Um but in general, like even like five or ten euros is enough to buy a player. Like I bought uh, Sink Ravens and Bellarabis for three, four euros. Bellarabis back in the team and firing again. He's worth like thirty euros now. Like you don't need yeah. too much to start flipping cards. The same way in FIFA Ultimate Team, you would flip cards on the market when you know they're down. You buy them up, whatever. Um, but uh, I think when you look at those big guys, and I, I saw oh. there was something posted on Twitter from one of them. And uh, it was his like Ethereum return over the last twelve months, and it's like one thousand one hundred and forty Ethereum. And I'm just like, how, how, like, <laughs> how? How <laughs> can anyone compete with that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean, but I think that's a bigger, the wider kind of question is that like the bottom line is, well, you are competing with them because they inevitably have the best cards for every division because of the amount of balance we're talking about realistically like you can definitely compete with them in d4 on a certain balance and in d5 you can go and compete yeah Do you know now it's, it's easy me saying that but i mean there's only like what 140 limited mbappes out there at the minute and they all probably have one or whatever else but like i think we all have this expectancy and sort of thought that like oh we can never compete with them like i could never be in d1 and it's like of course you couldn't but you'd never go to the world series of poker and stick a, a million on the table either yeah it's like in life, there's a million things that you're never actually going to be able to compete at, and it's just about realizing where your strengths are and what you can actually do, and kind of play into that. Like you don't need to compare yourself to the wheels, which everyone always does, myself included. But because it's different, isn't it? Because when we when we're playing poker on play or something like that, no sponsor here, but you know when when you are, you're not seeing the World Series of Poker guys on a table with you. On so yeah. rare, you're seeing these guys, they are alongside you, they are right That's there. That's the thing, yeah. They're, they're playing the million pound table, but they're also pay, playing the 50 quid buy in yeah. table yeah. every week, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a bit you different, the yeah, because you see them at the top of the you know, your D5 league, and you see some of these guys there, and it's just like, man, they, they've got like Ronaldo and Van Dyke and all these guys, yeah. and I'm sitting here with like some guy that I'm desperately hoping gets subbed on in the 60th minute, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that that's how it feels as well. I think, and like you know, the not particularly for me to be honest with you, but I see it all the time. Where like there's a someone who's on a smaller budget coming up against like one of these Blackpool lads on so rare mega or so rare data, and it's like wish me luck, and your guys lined up like Mbappe, Neymar, Messi up top, and then the Bayern defense, and then whoever else. Yeah, and it's like he's playing up against like Chanatip from Asia and like some other guy and like yeah. some Argentinian player and a, like a Bellarabi. <laughs> it's like yeah. You're, everyone's cheering for the underdog there. Yeah. But um but look, back to what we were saying, Limited, you reckon they actually are still easy enough to win. And I th- I like the I like to hear that because I honestly haven't really played D five. I've put a couple of teams in, um kind of just they're more for training the XP on a few players that I have that are more kind of collector pieces for me, like the Parejos that I'm in love with and the uh yep. your man Kamavinga. Um but I haven't really tried so I, but what I've been kind of hearing is people saying about how hard it's gotten D5. And the worry is that as more cards come out, it gets even harder. And if the rewards aren't increasing, people will start to throw the toys out of the pram. And we have a question on that later. I'm wondering, should we just ask it now? You can go I'll bring it. it up now. I'll bring it up now. So the question is from Luke, um, at so rare Luke, do you think it's more likely for limiteds to burst or rares to grow in a price in price a lot. I personally feel being new to the platform, avoiding limiteds is the way to go. So that's what that's Luke's opinion. So I think there is that wee bit of fear right there. And I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm just bringing up the question. A lot of people are starting to speculate that the limiteds mightn't hold their value long term as more come out and it gets even harder and harder and harder in D5. Is that something you've considered, or thought about or care about at all? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is an important question, isn't it? It's, it's, it is important in general. And like the limiteds in general, some of them are worthless, basically. They're worth nothing, you know, like a few euros here or there. And as more get pushed out throughout the campaign, there's going to be so much choice for people for high point scoring. But there's just going to be over flooding. They're going to be so cheap mm. for people to pick up. But if so, like, so rare aren't stupid, they don't want this division to fall apart. They are going to be putting money and investing money into promoting so rare through influencers content creators advertising and, and a big marketing spend if that brings in a lot of people their first port of call will be the limiteds because no one's going to come onto so rare and go straight into buying super rares or uniques probably even not rares maybe so there's a few of them out there that are a good price but if you've got tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people coming in and trying to pick up you know let you, know, you can have your starting five but then you might need a few reserves for each league and how many uh limited but we've got six six for next week limited leagues. So somebody might come in, your average person might come in and want a team for each league, plus a few backups, plus a few collector's cards that they just like the look of, maybe some youth players that they think will be good for the future. And all of a sudden, you know, two, three hundred cards are getting bought off, off the market per player, or even like 20 or 30 cards per player. So if they introduce 10, 20, 30, 50,000 new users to so rare, all of a sudden, yeah, there's a great supply, but there needs to be that supply, which then keeps the market yeah. fresh and healthy. Yeah, I, th- I think it's one of those that if they can't keep up with the, the sort of supply of limited cards and they can't keep the demand there, and if people aren't on board, onboarded well enough and quick enough, and that's what these new UX design things are about and the new onboarding pages and whatever else, if they can't actually onboard just to... to fulfill and and make a need for the current limited cards out there we're doomed anyway um yeah so like it should be the least of your worries but i I get what you're saying i do think like 
it do, it is kind of down to how many, how quickly and how well they get on board um and how uh, the bigger the bigger part of this is how much they can incentivize even current users like myself to really give d5 a go or to give limited cards a chance and i think weeks like this where there's a special weekly where you can enter limited cards while we don't want limited cards in every week because then i don't even re- i kind of know why because then just any anyone can come in and win it and i mean you need to leave some value for the rares and super rares and the special weeklies and the big prizes that are available there but what i'm getting at is this week in the special weekly you can enter limiteds and it's the first time in a long time i've sort of thought maybe i should go and buy a barcelona limited card maybe i should go and yeah. buy a psg limited card because i'm looking at this going like those guys who went and bought the neymars and Bappes and messi's are laughing yeah. this week at that weekly do you know yeah um and I think with the new the progression bar, which we know has been pushed off for a bit, when it comes, it might add a lot more value to limiteds. And Absolutely, I think like yeah. the current sort of iteration of D five and the reward structure and whatever else, it isn't going to be the final iteration of the prizes and what's up for grabs from limited cards. You know, so to try and judge the future of that whole scarcity of card based on what we have at the present is a bit naive, maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and I think on the flip side, what you don't want is for limited to have their price driven up to the point where it prices out newcomers from even and that's that's the reason why i left when i got offered a chance with so rare five months ago limiteds didn't exist uh, there was mm. only rares and like the cheapest ones that i could buy were like 100 euros and 300 euros that were any reasonable or 500 euros i'm like I just, this I, just, I can't afford this like on a mm. site i just know nothing about and so if the limited price gets driven up your newcomers are going to come in and look at 100 euros or 150 euros just to buy one player of five that I need. I'm out. And then all of a sudden, you now mm. got a problem where you have as many prizes as you want and the price of these can be what you want. But if you can't actually sell it, you're going to be in a, a situation where you're just holding on to dead wood, essentially. Yeah. And I'd, I mean, exactly what you're saying, you know, the limited prices maybe have got a little out of hand. And I mean, people who bought them don't want them to go down in value. But at the same time, if they do keep going up in value, we're going to have one of ten thousands next year because we're yeah. back to where rares were four or five months ago or yeah. whatever. And it's just, it's it's not you're not going to onboard millions of people at the prices um some of the limiteds are at. I would imagine. I actually don't even look at them. But what's like a, I'm trying. Who's who's middle of the road? Like um, who have I got this like pretty good? Um, Let me see. I'll look you up because I mean I could go and look up Messi's and Mbappe's and people want to play with them. I know that. Yeah. But I mean, like, what what is like, what could someone come in and feasibly make a team for now? So, so, so and, and this is what I get asked on stream all the time: How much do I need to build a team? Right. And and so the, there is the argument that you don't need to build a team straight away. If you know you can still make money by trading cards, but if you want to play the fantasy yeah. element, I would recommend staying away from Asia and North America at the moment and South America because the campaigns are coming to an end. But for Challenger Europe Vision Five. Other than a goalkeeper, I genuinely think you can put together a strong scoring team for no more than 50 euros. Yeah. And then the goalkeeper is a bit more expensive. But if you want to you know, risk it and go for a DMP goalkeeper for a couple of euros and give yourself an outside chance, I think 50 euros is more than enough. Um, I've got a few like Thomas Mara, 31-year-old defender. I picked him up for 30 euros and he's an insane scorer. Um, he's... Last five games, 60, 93, 90, 12, because he got sent off against Rapid Vienna, 42. But it's it's that kind of caliber of player. You know, he's 31, so he's got a good four or five years left in him. So he's got good utility going forwards. 
And he's just a mm. great scorer, a, a regular starter in a division where the team he plays for are generally quite strong. And he was 30 euros. And he'd probably worth a bit more now because he's been scoring so well over the last five. But those deals are out there everywhere in every league. It's just about spending that time researching and finding them. Do you know what? You're not wrong. I'm looking there. He's a defender. Is that for Rapid Vienna? Or no, yeah. Klagenfurt, Austria Klagenfurt. There's some bargains in that league. And I mean, I'm actually, there's a guy there. He picked up a super rare for like just a, just over a thousand euros, which sounds like a lot. But for a guy scoring that, that's, yeah, that's a solid card. Do you know, yeah. even his rare, you pick his rare up for what, 280 is limited now, is at the cheapest one on market is 51 euros. You get a wee bit off that. So I get what you're saying. Like there's still days to be had out there. And I like that approach you mentioned because it's a, maybe a flaw that, a lot of the content creators like myself um, and definitely myself have any tutorial video or time you're talking about the game, we always focus on SO5 and always talk about building a team and it's always about what, how much do I feasibly need to put in to get started. What these limiteds have done, realistically, you're right, you could get started with 50 quid, you could build a team. Now, how competitive it is, who knows? But with 50 quid, you could come in and you could flip a player and you get a 54 quid and you flip another yeah. one and then you've got 60 quid. Yeah. And that is 100% doable. If you... Uh, Time around things. Yeah, all in the meanwhile, playing the new rookie league that you can play every time now and having mm. a chance of finishing on a podium and getting a tradable limited. Yeah, but the outside chance. And, you know, it sounds crazy, and albeit it was, like, back in February when this happened, but I had a good friend sign up, and he won it and got, like, a card that at the time was worth, like, two grand. Jesus. Like, people do win, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It does yeah. happen now. It's a very, now, in fairness, you could argue it's, like, a one in 50,000 chance at the minute of doing that. So, like... It is, but the the thing that I like the most about it is that everybody gets a card. So you I might have it. the worst, the worst, uh, what's it called, starter, starter league, the worst rookie league team in the world, but you still might end up getting, even in the bottom place, you might still get a tier three common that is a regular starter, that's a regular scorer, that improves you. So next week, you're now a 50, top 50% player, and you get another common the next week that now you're top 20% player. And like my friend Haber, fellow content creator, mm. He he didn't know what he was doing his first week. He put together his common team. He placed like seventh and got a Messi. So now he's got a common yeah. Messi in his team. So now he's got a monster card. And then he did the same thing again this time around. He got Hakimi. So now he's got two insane PSG players in his common team. And eventually, yeah. he'll have a cracking week. And he'll podium and he'll get a tradable card. It might be one of those things that takes two months or three months or four months. But if you have no budget, you can still engage in the SO5 aspect of So Rare and have the chance of winning something. Or in the meantime, if you have got five or 10 euros to put in and pick up a player, you can pick up that player, hope, you know, especially if you do your research, get someone that's injured or someone that's been sent off, somebody that's out of favor or out of form, somebody who's like maybe in, elite, in a team that's just about to get relegated. And so when they go down, he's now going to be playing at a lower division. Maybe his, his stock will pick up because he's getting better performances in the lower division. And all of a sudden, you know, you've turned 10 euros into 20 euros, 20 euros and 40 mm. euros and... Again, it's not something that's going to happen overnight because the market just isn't that... I don't think it's that liquid. I think there's way more cards than there are buyers. But it's not impossible to start on no budget or extremely low budget and two, three, four years down the line have a, a, an incredible wealth in front of you from just nothing other than the investment of time. I really like that they've took the rare cards out of that common division, the casual division now. Um, yeah. 
And it's exactly what you're saying. I love now, even myself, it's some buzz and I do my reward opening videos and whatever, you know, you go in and there's always something and it doesn't matter that it's free and untradeable. It's still a buzz open it. I suppose it's on FIFA opening untradeable players and it's a bit yeah. different because you're going to be able to play with them. But it's the same thing because I'm going to be able to play with them. So like, yeah, exactly. like a yeah. Tiago Almada last week and what I think would be class for this division going forward and would be if they had like the under 23s, the champion, the challenger, and the all-star, you know, because they're free cards anyway. They're giving them out to everyone anyway. What does it matter if more people win more cards and get more into the game and you help, you'll have these casual managers who are playing for free and they're playing four or five divisions each week and they're winning players and they're learning about the different regions and over time they then understand what challenger and champion is and they might take the plunge and say, do you know what? And that's when I'm they doing, become a convert I'm player, doing yeah. really good in challenger or I'm really good in Asia. Jeez, let them do a bit of research. I could build a D4 Asia team for 200 quid. Let's yeah. do it. Do you know, yeah. I think like if they're going to let this happen and let it be a free tournament every week, you know, double down on it, make it as immersive as possible. Because yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a negative from that. Maybe people will stay there a bit longer, but I mean, but who no, cares? That's how, if, if you've got fifty thousand in there now, if you've got five or six divisions or fifty thousand in each division, okay, some of it would cross over the same managers. Yeah, it'll only take one person to be like, do you know what, that team performed so well. Like, like, let's say you go into Asia with your commons and you get like four hundred points but it's not enough to actually podium, but you finish like sixth. So all you get is another common. If you had that exact same team in division five, you would have finished first mm. because you know what I mean? People wouldn't have had that. Now all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, let me buy these players as limiteds and go into division five Asia, Asia with this instead. And you've converted someone from a free player to a paid player that's now getting rewards, understands the concept and, under, and, and is engaged with spending the money and making the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think like it's a no-brainer. You know, get them in and get them progressing. It's all about progression, yeah. and that's where this progression bar that'll come in. Um, which we know has been pushed off. It's the second time I've said it. Um, I won't say it again, but yeah, the progression bar has been pushed off. I will say it again. After this, yeah. actually, I want so I want to say that because I want to see if that if you cared about that. But there's something more pressing because it's back to the competitions and whatever else. And I just seen a similarity with FIFA. And there could be a strategy there. And it's the special weekly this week is the Barcelona is El Clasico. So you need yeah. to pick players from Barcelona or Real Madrid. And then it's the PSG and Marseille game where there's obviously quite a lot of bad blood. And you have to pick players from those four teams. Um, Well, three players from those and you can fill with two others. And that just made me think of marquee matchups on FIFA. Yeah. So I remember I used to, like whenever I, a couple of times, maybe two years ago, went through this phase where I was really diehard trying to, um, trying to make lots of coins on FIFA. Um, I would look ahead at the matches of the next week coming up, see if there was an El Clasico, see if there was a United Liverpool, see if there was yep. whatever else, and I'd buy the bottom, I'd buy the floor on all of them, um, and then I would just keep them, and then I'd list them all whenever the marquee matchups were announced, and I'd five extra money. Profit. Yeah, exactly. Unless the thing is, you could have been like for this weekend, for example, you could have been thinking United Liverpool, it's a shoe in, and then they do this to you, and they aren't in and then you're left with a bunch of shite. So that can't happen. But what I'm getting at here is that brings another potential strategy going forward. If this became a theme or if they made this a thing in the weeklies or a different competition that was based around marquee matchups each week, yeah. that's a whole other way someone can come in and start trying to make money from the get-go. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, there's, uh, there's, there's, there is a lot of potential. So rare. I think the more I play it, the, the more I hate other games because they don't have the NFT aspect yeah. you know i hate fifa because although i don't hate fifa i love fifa but 
you know, I sit there and I think to myself now, I think, okay, why can't we have, you know, a special, I don't know, Karen Benzema put in packs just for a week, where after <laughs> that, the, he's out of packs, they get minted, and now yeah. you've got yourself a minted Karen Benzema one of or three of or whatever it is. Yeah, I think they're just missing a trick. And so when I play games like that, I just constantly think, okay, this has so much more utility on so rare. But then I play so rare and I look at the card designs and I look at the way the game is. And I think about this last time and I just think, this is too plain to capture people's want for card collection. And even if they just stay within the realms of what they have, you know, a thousand limiteds, but make this week the limiteds be... Or like, you know, an, a special El Clasico versions of cards coming out. So they've got these funky card designs and maybe yeah. this special, um, a special image of the player instead of them just standing there like they've just been, you know, gunned to their head line up in front of the camera kind of image. <laughs> a Farron squad, but, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like have it as like a picture of them celebrating a goal they've scored or something like that and, and make the card worthwhile. Now all of a sudden, okay, it's still a limited, but now there's a collectible side of things because now it also boosts the limited market because you might want to collect every single version of the limited Karen Benzema because he's got, you know, this week, the old classical Karen Benzema. Next week, he's got the Patrick hero Karen Benzema. Well, literally, it's me and Danny else. Parejo. I bought the, I won one of the Parejos I have, but then I bought, I actually went out and actively bought the ticketed cards. So I have the two special edition Danny Parejo right. cards. And I also have his jersey mint rare. And I am also now looking at a super rare. And it's like, it just, it goes on and on and exactly yeah. what you're saying is perfect and it's the same that's where i think these moments will come in and they'll be brilliant someone could decide i want to i want one of every erling Haaland moment from yep. 2021 and yeah. that you're you're exactly moment? right huh what is the moments is that something that's oh you I mean, missed what? the moments baby okay i, I, did, I guess I think it's I been did, busy yeah. with fifa it's been busy <laughs> um so yeah basically whenever they announced the bundesliga they said that um next year for the next season i think it might be they're going to announce, they're going to add moments to wow. the Bundesliga cards. Okay. So on the back of the Erling Haaland's or whatever, there'll be like the goal. Okay. Now, I don't know That's if awesome. it'll be on every one or special ones or what, but it is coming. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um. So and that'll hope be great. That they get the uh, Premier League as well, hey, because I know they're going NFT and digital asset based next year. So hopefully it's so rare they pick up the licensing for the Premier League, and that'll be massive. Let's hope it's so rare. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Time will tell. I wonder if there'll be a couple of companies that have it, but I've no doubt that SoRare have the biggest sort of user base at the minute in the NFT world for football. So I'd be surprised if they weren't in there throwing their weight about, particularly with the recent yeah. fundraising. But a couple of things to throw at you. Um, one thing I've just a lot. I was laughing probably about three or four minutes ago when you said the more I play SoRare, the more I hate other games, and then you said I hate FIFA, and I was like, that's <laughs> the one. That is the soundbite that I put everywhere. That yeah. is the clickbait YouTube thing. <laughs> Nepenthes hates FIFA, and then you bloody corrected yourself. So yeah, you have to tread carefully around these parts. We'll, we'll TMZ you and take your words yeah, out of context. But what I want we we referenced it there was the progress bar. I've uh, been pushed back and i said i'd leave it and i said no i'll bring it back up and the reason i want to bring it back up is because were you like sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for that were you excited was, yeah. for it? are you disappointed it's been pushed back uh, it's not it's not about being disappointed because i don't know what it is uh, like what it's going to be I'd, i like i'm so new to so rare that what is there is already i think is quite cool um mm. what it did for me because i'm in the so rare discord what they have the announcements and things uh like I got kind of tentative to buy anything waiting for this and now it's been delayed 
and now I'm still tentative to buy anything. So I feel like, okay, I'm missing out by not buying things, but then I don't want to buy something, then to introduce something brand new and for all of my investments to just go to piss because they've decided to change something. So it, it does just leave you in that kind of like, leaves you like in a state of anxiety where you're like, I, I don't want to sell just in case and I don't want to buy just in case. And yeah. it's nice to be just have some clarity of when it's coming or what it's going to be when it's coming. So that at least yeah. then you can prepare, you know, like... Yeah, like I think what I would like to see from them, and I don't know if, if this takes away from the lure and surprise of it all, but exactly as you say, people are in a state of limbo. Um, and I'm not expecting them to give us a date because they can't give us a date and I'd rather have no date than a date they can't live up to. But what I would like is there have to be some things that they've decided that are concrete. Yeah. They, ha- they if, if they're still ironing out the kinks and working it out, there has to be the bulk of the whole thing is like nailed and this is what's going to happen. Give us a couple of teasers. Give us a couple. Give us a rough idea of what's down the line. Give us a rough idea of whether, like, what one feature is going to look like, just so people have a bit more security in their cards or yeah. a bit more of an idea on what to strategize about ahead of time. Um, and I don't know how exactly that looks or if it's even possible, but I just think, as you say, there's a lot of uncertainty. And everyone I speak to about this, they say that it's the uncertainty. Um, now, one trail of thought is that people are very happy that it's been delayed because. They reckon that whatever comes in will be less profitable for managers because so we're bringing it in to be more adaptable and that it can be used by millions of managers, not thousands. Um, and for that reason, they're going to reduce the the total ETH that they're outlaying because that's not sustainable forever um, based on how much they're giving out, apparently, I've heard. But that means we should be milking the thresholds and just loving it for now. But that that's not much use to limited managers. Just not yeah. much use to D5 managers. yeah. Do you know, it really isn't because they could go and they could build the D4 team to grind some thresholds and then in a month's time, like what, like they said, it's not coming anytime soon. Yeah, soon, but not what does like that very mean? soon. Yeah. Yeah. Is, like, is does, that like is, it's here for 2021 or 2022? Who or knows? Like, so yeah. It leaves people in limbo. Um, I don't know what clarity they can give, but some sort of clarity would be nice. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to ask you about the progress bar because like you were kind of right in that sort of position where you have a few rares you have more rares now um and you were kind of going at limiteds but yeah it's just interesting yeah, I, I think in the long term of so rare as well i think there's i i obviously i don't know their back end i don't know how much they can afford to give out or whatever but to, to keep the markets high again for everyone that like, is concerned about markets you, like you could easily just have like folders or collection books like you collect all squad of arsenal limiteds and you mm. get a tier one limited, but then you'd go to Burnley, you collect a full squad of Burnley players, you get a tier three limited, like, you know, a Premier League tier three limited. Now all of a sudden it gives so much added value to just collecting cards and holding cards. And then you can even use those obviously in the fancy stuff, but just the actual value of collecting, there needs to be something there for it. And right now there's no value in collecting cards other than saying I've, I have the card, but because the digital asset side of things isn't quite as popular yet as the physical asset side of things, if mm. I like tweet out, oh, hey guys, I just won this I win this week, that's quite good, Hamari Traore. I'm like, hey guys, can't believe I just like picked up this Hamari Traore. People are going to look at that and like, did you do that on paint? Like, where did you get that from? Like, who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you do that on paint? <laughs> like, but if I got like a signed Hamari card, as an actual physical asset and tweeted out people be like oh my god that's pretty cool how much is it mm. worth like you know it, it has a little bit more value so until they can create more hype around 
owning cards for no reason, there's not going to be, in my personal opinion, a desire for people to card collect unless you're the super whales that just want all of the uniques or all of a certain mm. thing that's, yeah, a little bit more costly. Yeah, I'm just, you brought this up at a good time because I'm looking there. Nick Taylor last night tweeted, um, saying limited cards allow you to do cool projects like this and so rare. And he says, I think the Daegu released limited cards are complete. And he's basically, he's got like one of every Daegu limited player in their yep. squad for this season. And he's got like, there's pages of them there. Like, I don't know, 20 or 30 players or however many. And like, that's exactly what you're saying. Like he's doing that because he wants to do it. But yeah. if there was an additional incentive yeah, I would have a folder of whatever team that I have a bit of a horn yeah. for, do you know. And and, 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 and if that means it. that so rare have to start taking one percent of all sales to make money back on giving back stuff for once you complete collections and things. I don't think anyone would really care too much about that. No, and I think it's common. I, I mean, yeah. Well, it is that there will be a commission on the secondary market sometime. I'm pretty much sure that's been said. So like. Yeah, um, I don't think they're lacking for money at the minute. Definitely not today after yeah. the Haaland auctions. I'm actually interested to see how much, the, like the Haaland unique, how much that's going to go for. Even the, the Haaland one of 10 or one of 100, sorry, um, at the minute. I mean, there's four hours remaining. That's already a 20 grand. That's a rare card. Like that could go stupid money. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So, 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 But here's the thing, right? So that card, let's say it goes for 20 grand, 25 grand or whatever. Is is the person that buys it actually going to make any money back off of that? I'm sure they'll make some back. They'll make a small yield on it based on its total value through SO5. But, I mean, what you'll find is there'll be, if so rare goes where these people and myself included are kind of backing for it, or backing for it to go, in three years, I mean, there's only going to be the one first rare card that Haaland ever had. And... Oh, by then some big FIFA YouTuber or one of the Paul brothers comes in or you know some crazy bastard they don't have to be a YouTuber comes in and they're like here I want that card and you're like well I'm not selling you that card and they're like I'll give you 150 grand for that card and you go okay do you know we talked about this last time it's like collectibles are weird yeah. collectibles are so weird and it's a flex if someone can pay 5 million for a crypto punk someone can pay 200 grand for an Erling Haaland based yeah. on uh, I think so I think so that or we all burn to the ground and we all lose our money. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? no, like, that, is, that is still where my head's at with this. Like I've I've got about um my gallery out right now. So I've I've put roughly three point seven ETH in so far. And you know, I I bought when it crashed the other day, I bought a couple of ETH right there. So I, I got it at like yeah. a, a cheap price, but um it is mad just to see how much I've put in because I, I never bought Ethereum before. I, I have a yeah. bit of Bitcoin, a bit of Ripple and a few other things, but Ethereum I just never touched because like, I was salty basically because I got told to buy it when it was like 50 euros and then told to buy it when it's 500 euros and I never, yeah. and then it goes up to 4,000 euros and I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying it now. Like, Ugh. fuck this thing. But it, it's, it is mad to see how much I've got in there and I sit there and I think to myself, why not just put another 10 ETH in? Because my yield so far over the last six weeks has been roughly about half an ETH over six weeks, which I don't think is too bad. Not great. It could have been better it's if you make considering what you've put in. Yeah. And, and that's like, you know, it would take me maybe a year to make my money back. And that's absolutely great, which makes me think if I put another 10, 20, or 30 ETH in and make that money back in a year instead, we're talking mm. way, way better. But that's when the concern then comes in of, 
what changes are they going to make or what league are they going to sign next week but yeah completely devalue everything in my wallet to the point where it's now going to take me two years to make that money back yeah though i hear you and it's that uncertainty that's kind of yeah people hold off so yeah no fair fair points um but there's no doubt in that half a coin of our yield from 3.7 deposits that's amazing considering you still have those cards and you'll be able to yield even more going forward and sell yeah, them on yeah. honestly yeah I, I that, makes me, that makes me Sorry. want to just buy more that makes me want to that, that <laughs> then makes me say no screw what might happen in the future right now the setup is if i went and spent 10 grand on a really good rare team i would probably start winning some really good rare players mm. yep all-star team build a really good d4 all-star team or like even because a champion's so competitive um but when you win you win you know that's the whole thing yeah. with champion but i mean like all-star i feel like in there with a really good team you know you're kind of guaranteeing yourself the threshold every week and then like as your safety net and then like if you have a great week you're doing amazing but there's a lot of competition but that's strategy that's a different conversation there's two or three more points here i wanted to throw at you before we take a couple of questions so the something that kind of raised its head um a couple of weeks ago talked about in a podcast be interested to see your thoughts is the whole gambling thing now we talked about it last time we spoke um and it has raised its head sooner than maybe we expected it to but here it is uh there was obviously the whole debacle with the swiss folk who banned it or something yeah the bank um yeah this was a question asked by tavi around uh it being recently banned in switzerland is there is it a reason for concern and Mike Wagner kindly linked the last podcast under it, where we discussed it. We actually talked about it last week. Um, how did it make you feel? I suppose whenever you seen the the whole the UK gambling regulation, whatever else come in, because obviously you started, you obviously have the history with that and all the drama, and then you've been really cautious of that, and you yep. don't want it to be that, and then it comes out like that, and obviously there's going to be people clinging on to that and being like, oh look, I told you it was gone. Blah. It puts yeah. you in an awkward position in terms of any sort of affiliation. So we're like, how did it make you feel? Yeah, it, it, it like it did bring just like the the kind of darkness I went through through the well, like the when I had for Galaxy it was 2015, the court case was 2017, and that was one of just the darkest years of my life. And mm. when I somebody was like, "Oh, did, in my stream, oh, did you see Gambling Commission are looking into so rare about gambling?" And I just felt this this wave of depression come mm. over me. I was like, "For fuck's sake!" It's like. I, I'm confident this isn't gambling. Yeah. But I was also confident that Galaxy wasn't gambling. And so I'm now sat here thinking, well, like, where do I go with this? Like, like fortunately, yeah. FIFA's taken over, so I so res a little bit on the back burner anyway. And I do know I have an impressionable audience, and we talked about this before, we, we, we have a duty to care for the people that watch us. Mm. And I do, but I do know my audience is generally over 18, and is, is if it does come around that the gambling commission decide that so rare is gambling, I will be super, super, super disappointed for no other reason than I just don't. I think there's a lot of potential here outside of the fantasy stuff. If so rare get this right as a collectible side of things, I think a lot of people might miss out on a lot of really good things with regards to card collecting because it gets attributed to being a gambling site. I hear you. I hear you completely. Like. We talked about it last time. We talked about the... I think the line I said last time was, it's not gambling, but it's 
dangerous for problem gamblers or something. Yeah. I said something like yeah. that because, you know, it does have things in it that those endorphins are there. But categorically, it's not gambling. You're not standing to lose anything. There's yep. a million things we could talk about. I think it's, you know, it's to be expected that big gambling commissions are going to look at it. You know, it has a fan base in football, which is goes hand in hand with gambling. Um, particularly in the UK, there's been a lot of issues recently around football index, footstock, whatever else. Yep. Um, it's actually, I think, more their football index was the one. I think footstock died more because of its association with foot or with football index. You know, they they lost investors and stuff. But what yeah. I'm getting at here is that it's only right that they look into it. They weren't saying we categorize this as gambling and it's, yeah. and it's whatever, but you'd back so rare. The thing that makes me sleep at night about it all, and I am by no means, disclaimer time, I am by no means telling people what they should think. Really now, I'm at, for the bottom of my heart, do your own research, make your own decisions. Don't be putting money in here. There, It is a genuine risk, the whole gambling thing. Of course it is. But what makes me sleep at night, whether it's right or wrong, is that I just look at the 680 million and the amount of investigation that would have went in from very, very clever people at every yep. round of funding. Yep. They ha- This has to have been one of, if not the biggest risk, and they have to have taken that into consideration when giving yeah. somewhere over half a billion pounds. Yeah. So that's, what, that's how I kind of rationalize it, and it makes me not worry. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just sort of putting the blinkers on and covering it up for myself. I don't know. Yeah, and it is difficult. And, and like, the the when I first started looking into So Rare and talking about it on stream, a lot of the a lot of the guys that just don't like me but would still watch me anyway were bringing up the, the Galaxy <laughs> stuff and, like, you know, yeah. attributing it to be the same thing. And even now, like, you know, it, it's been more now than a one-off thing. Like, I tweeted the other day um, when So Rare HQ tweeted something and I quote tweeted it and some guy was like, how much are you being paid for this? I'm just like, I'm mm. not being paid for this. Like, uh, not everything I tweet is sponsored. Not every product I use. Yeah, people come under it being like, hashtag ad, hashtag yeah. ad, like um, passive aggressively. And you're like, fuck off. It's not an it, ad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So, when I was doing my lineups last week on stream, a fair few people were like, oh, like, how much are you being paid for this sponsored stream and things like this? And one guy was just like, again, he's like, don't you think you've had enough, like, to do with gambling stuff? And I'm, I, I just, I do think I'm like, at, like I'm never going to get past that. But mm. this is but this is a great project and a great product. So is this something that I just have to do by myself in the shadows and just enjoy so rare as a consumer and not be a content creator for so rare or not put it out there to the world? But because I don't like the my worst fear now with so rare, which is why one of the reasons why I turned it down in the first place as well. But my worst fear with so rare is that I get heavily invested in this, great content on this, I get people involved in this, and then it comes out, yep so rare is class as gambling and it's just mm. it's all the same thing over again and i just it, it isn't worth it just isn't worth it for me if it comes that way and again i don't think it will because i, I, I don't think it's gambling because you you can't lose you can only lose if the market shifts right but then mm. like if you buy cops kick stickers and you get something that's worth six grand today that's only if somebody wants to pay six grand for it if tomorrow mm. cops kick old and go under for whatever reason that car is now worth what it's printed on and so there's there is a gamble there and yet the sticker books aren't 18 rated they're not regulated like yeah so it's, it's 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 difficult it is difficult and i think the whole crypto and nft space is going to raise a lot of different questions for a lot of different governing bodies as to what is and isn't okay and acceptable and in the absolute kind of like 
back end of all of it, you can't even get onto so rare unless you're of age because you can't buy crypto from any of these exchanges mm. unless you're of age. So unless you are a problem gambler, I don't think anyone's actually underage here or like it has issues with it's jumping on this as some little side hustle or anything like that. Mm. I don't think that's there, but it, it's, 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 it has, it's a question that has to be asked regularly, I think, just to make sure everyone's on top of what this actually is about. I think like obviously from your perspective, it might be a bit different, but from my perspective, what I try to think about as well then is like, okay, let's take worst case scenario. Let's take it that it's legislated as gambling, right? And again, I've said it before. I said it two minutes ago. I don't think it will, but I've been wrong before. I've been very wrong before, so don't listen to me. But like, is that the end? Do you know, is that the end? Or does that just mean they can now do packs? Yeah. Does that mean they can now open up a bunch of other features that they haven't been able to do? But they will definitely lose some things. It'll be harder to onboard. There'll be stricter advertising or things. It would be a big issue with footballers playing it, with clubs actively promoting it. So, like, there would be a lot of things that would be a big issue. But I wonder, like, if the, would the licenses stand and would, would it be the death of them? I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say 60, 40, 70, 30. But that's me as an uneducated guy in this spitball. And I don't think it would 100% be the end. I think they're NFTs. They're minted. They're out there. They will always have that collectible value. But... It's definitely something um, that's worth sort of it was worth bringing up. It's something that whenever we spoke about it, whenever it happened, I thought of you immediately because of the conversation yeah. we had six weeks ago. Um, so I just wanted to run it past you and see how you felt about it because obviously, like association was so rare down the line. Who knows what'll be there for you in terms of brand deals or anything else? Who knows? But um, it's definitely a consideration for you and and probably a consideration yeah. for many other. FIFA YouTubers and people who, although I know what you're saying about your audience being older, but even people who have younger audiences, it's definitely a consideration for them, I'd say. So, and there's, there's definitely um, like for me, I have definitely like withheld or like I haven't, I haven't just put everything into so rare social media wise like I would with other things that I do. Like when I bought some Panini cards or things like that, I'm tweeting about it, I'm opening it live on stream, I'm fully engaging with it. It was so rare i'm very tentative it's like it's something i'll do at the very end of a stream when the views are already gone it's something that i'll post on twitter and i won't respond to comments people asking what it is and stuff and it, that feeling is is not it's, it's not how i, I like to be i, I want to be like but this is what the product is and it's a great product and if you can you should get involved if you want to you know do your research understand what it is just like i did like everyone did like mm. you did when it first came out so it would be nice to get that clarification from Gambling Commission to come through as either yes or no. And then I'll be able to be like, okay, now I'm like I'm jumping in head first and mm. I'm fully involved in promoting this product one way or another, even if I'm being paid to or not, but you know, involved in it on yeah. a social stance. That's when we can expect a YouTube channel then, whenever the day comes I've, back. I have got the YouTube channel ready. I need to make the content for it, you know, the and and get yeah, that going. Yeah. But um I do want to it's like with fifa coming out my time is like so limited at the moment that yeah. i just don't even have time to make a like a people are like oh what is so rare so i want to make a what is so rare video I'm, I'm, hey, get off anyway. my turf get off my turf <laughs> <laughs> i do say to people all the time i say there's a couple of good guys out there that i've watched content for and i link the channels and show them where you're at um but i, I want to like i want to tell people what so rare is for me you know like yeah you, you told them what it is for you. I want to tell them what it is for me. And and for me, I think so rare is like right now, I think it's a project with a lot of potential and, and 
it could go either way, but I, I think Sora has the potential to be what I want Ultimate Team to be and not have okay. to go through the loopholes of having a you know an organization like EA dictating to the EA sports team whether or not they can put in a feature or not because of revenue loss or revenue gained. So we aren't going to lose revenue if they put in a feature because it's already the revenue is through the cards and through the uh, you know through the um investments and things like that. So I'm, I it, it's a, it's a really exciting space but uh it's a really it's also a space that I like when when you talk about you know those crypto punks or whatever they are going for five million. Who's buying that? What idiot has spent five million on that? Like there was even, a, yeah, yeah. It's so rare. I tweeted out my card, and I was like, oh yeah, I've like I just got this reward, whatever. I got this card, and then somebody screenshotted it and said, now I've got it too. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. like you, you don't, but you, you do. don't <laughs> show me the serial number. Yeah, no, you but, don't. But, <laughs> and, and you know, with something like so rare, where there's utility with the card, yeah, just having a screenshot of the card means nothing. But something like these crypto punk things or whatever, me having a screenshot of that is as good as you having the NFT of that. Did you see though that for those avatar projects in particular, those like so the crypto punks and Board Ape Yacht Club and all those, they're called avatar projects because people use them as their avatar as their profile picture. Did you see that Twitter? Um, have it in the works 100% like through a verified actual Twitter employee posted on Twitter where they're going to have a feature where you can upload your profile picture through your like MetaMask wallet or whatever and it will come up as verified on your Twitter account that you own oh. the artwork in the profile okay. that's pretty cool that changes the game but yeah, because that does, means yeah. that that's a flex that's yeah. a social status that's yeah. a big deal you know so you're like, oh my god, there's Nepenthe, the big FIFA YouTuber. He owns a Ronaldo, and he actually owns the Ronaldo. Do you know? Yeah. Whether you, you give a fuck about that or not doesn't matter, but like there are people yeah. who do. Yeah. Um, But look, just to move on, contrary to kind of the whole gambling and the worry, something that was a bit exciting, and, and again, how did this make you feel? Um, 680 million. Do you know? That kind yeah. of came out of nowhere, and I, I'm just going to throw two other things in there because it's been a huge month for the platform, arguably the biggest there's ever been. The 680 million Series B funding, La Liga licensed for like five years or something, and Bundesliga coming, including the moments, whatever else, Erling Haaland, all the boys. Like, they're the positives, I suppose, that are maybe making you turn your head and get the FOMO a bit while you're just sort of, that, that's what's going on in the Penthes' head, I suppose, the, the yeah, gambling, yeah. but to this, but to that, and trying to yeah. work it out. I mean, listen, when you see people like Griezmann and PK involved at a entry-level sort of thing with so rare, you, you think... They, they, their team would have done their due diligence. They know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. They're in it for a reason. Um, and, you know, start bringing all these leagues on board. I just, I don't care if they bring the whole Premier League or not. Just put Arsenal on there. I want to collect the Arsenal players. Like, I do mm. want that. But, um, yeah, but signing all these big leagues, it's, it's big. And it's good for, it's great for the long-term safety of so rare in anything. But I, I think one thing that I kind of, like, really picked up on over the last, a couple of weeks you know there's so rare mega i don't use it and i should because i've got a lot of cards i could probably win some cards but i am certain that other sites will start coming up that offer real cool functions and real cool games with the so rare cards um and the more leagues for that kind of thing the better because then it mm. gets into a point where you can start playing in a league you know you put, you build your arsenal limited team you get your Man United limited team and we play out for a whole season and the you know the 
the winner gets yeah. a grand prize. Like that that kind of functionality will start coming in. Uh, those kind of ideas of people start coming through. The more and more major leagues that get officially signed, the better. So rare could so each team could have like an esports so rare team. It's officially licensed, and they could each team could nominate a manager or someone to pick five cards from their team each coming game week. And there's like a league table. You could have yeah. shit like that going yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, the sky the sky's the limit there. I was just looking. You mentioned a couple of players, um, Griezmann and PK. Timo Werner was buying cars as recent cards as recently as five hours ago. He bought a couple oh. of days ago. I'm I'm just gonna say maybe it's because he's injured now. I don't know how long he'll be out for, but I mean, big man's gonna have some time in his hands over the coming weeks. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, so big team will be on there. Um, and I seen someone PK bought a PK card off them, like he bought himself, yeah, off someone, and then went and scored. Um, in the oh, Champions League there, yeah. Do you know. But <laughs> I think like that. Yeah. When you've got that sort of stuff, and I mean, the, the other big thing that's happened is the legend cards. Like it, it's kind of it's not anywhere near as big as the other three, I'd argue, but. The thing, the the word that stood out for me was exclusive. They have those fifty legends exclusively for the next however long. That's here's huge. Something, here's something that's interesting with that though: the legends that they've got are all the legends that are in FIFA. There's not someone that they have that FIFA doesn't have. Have you now, seen the fifty though? Are you on about have, the ones yeah. that have been released? No, I've seen I've seen the list. I've seen the full list. Didn't they tweet the full list? <laughs> I don't know. List, I but... haven't seen it, but I don't know. Maybe it's out there. I, I haven't seen it. But... Maybe not a full list, but I, I, I saw a list. It was definitely public, so I've, I don't I yeah. don't have any inside information here or anything. Or a nap getting in inside info for fuck's sake. Do you <laughs> oh, know I what I mean? I wish I did, but I, I don't. But I saw <laughs> there a list. Was, and it's like there was a list of like 10 or 12 of them. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I saw that list, and all of those are in FIFA. And it made hmm. me start questioning about the differences between EA Sports and their licensing and So Rare and their licensing. Now, So Rare have digital assets license. What? How is that different to FIFA? How can they be exclusive when actually FIFA have these legends or icons as well? Must be something to do with the NFT and the utility and the actually yeah. the tradability of it. Or um, I don't know what the difference I'm, or nuance is, but... I like the idea of the legends, but they are a little bit concerning as well because it, it feels like it could be a big, big power play for the rich men again, right? Because they absorb the points of the player from that team that scores the most in that position. So, you know, mm. you've got Ronaldo for PSV. If you just put him in your team, now all of a sudden, every time PSV score goals, you're, you're racking up points. Now, if somebody has a team of five legends, they're just going to max out 450, 500 points every single game. And I but don't think that's fair. But it's they've said that it's only going to be like once per month in a special weekly that's specifically for the legends or something. Oh, okay. Because, okay. yeah, if that had come in and it was usable in like the divisions, those cards yeah. would be, they'd break the game. They would yeah. quite literally. So everyone kind of seen it, panicked when they seen that there was utility and then realized, oh, it's actually only going to be like once every month or two or something. Yeah. But, but with that though, I don't mind there being utility for them. Like they mm. could even just have a legends league that just runs all it's the all time. About the, like, yeah, it's all about the yeah. balance. Yeah, the legends league where you can win more legends and, and more Ethereum yeah. like that. That makes yeah. sense. Do you know, um, it's sure it's, the point threshold would be really high. To, you know, first place would probably be about five hundred, and tenth place would probably be about four hundred ninety nine points. But it, like it, it would still give like I, I, I put for me personally I think the more utility on cards the more reason to have the cards the better for so rare and 
you know, right now, if if they bring it in for every month or two, you know, if you're if you're going to be hitting over the course of a season, maybe six to eight times where you can use these cards in SO5, I don't. That again for me doesn't really entice me to be like, okay, I want to invest in these these guys, especially then because I'm going to have to have another good team around them for that particular league. Otherwise, your whales are just going to get the podium spots and all the, the high level spaces. I need I need reason to just have these cards. I hear you. I have a question for you. My question is this: If you could pick one legend to have, who would it be? Like, if you if there's one that they release that you're going to buy, who is it? Gary Henry. Terry Henry, hands yeah. down, done. Yeah, yeah, no question about yeah. it. Yeah, you bastard, handball and bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget it. No, but what a player! I, you know, I seen some sort of clip. Um, it was on like Sky Sports yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it. It was like Jamie Carragher, Terry Henry, and Michael Richards chatting away, and like they were all chatting about like who the worst player ever to play against was. And Carragher was like, the worst player I hated playing against was Terry Henry, and Michael Richards was talking about like the best player ever, and it was like Terry Henry. Yeah. Um, and it just shows, like, I mean, he really is renowned as a top, 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 top legend of the game. Yeah. Um. He he has icons in FIFA, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He does, yeah. That makes me confident that he'll be in uh, so rare as well because from the list that they had, it's a one for one comparison. So it, I assume that the people that are in FIFA, they're just willing to be in other places because you know, so rare licensed Thierry Henry, he's going to mm. get a nice little kickback from that and. Why not? Just to have your face out there on yeah. another game, like he's he's also French. Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, they love yes, that. A good fit. Yeah, they will love that. Um. Okay. So, if there's anything else you want to say on that, shout, or will we no. move on? Yeah. Good. Yeah. So one or two, one more quick thing, and then we'll ask answer answer a couple of questions. It was the new UX, the new user interface, user experience on the play page. So if you go to the play page now, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, we kind of looked at it briefly earlier about the prize pools and, you know, it looks different. And then you go into, like, you can see the fixtures and it looks a bit different. And then even just the divisions, it's it's a bit of a head wreck at first, I'll be honest. But I think it's one of those that, because I've been on the platform for over a year now, I'm so used to what there was yeah. that this, look, it's different. So it's awkward for me. But yeah. very quickly, it'll become intuitive. And the question is, the old, if I was a new user and I looked at the old screen and I looked at the new screen, which one's more intuitive? That's the question that matters. Everyone who's been on the platform who's saying it's messy, I hate it, that of course you hate it, I hate it too, but it's because we're used to the other one. The yeah. question is, someone new on the platform, is this more, does it make more sense? Yeah, this and is And I think it probably does. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, I think this is much, much better what they have now. Because before, one of the biggest, biggest problems I had I didn't know what cards you could or couldn't enter into a SO5 team. It, it just mm. wasn't clear. And people that know, were like, well, obviously, Division 4 is rares and Division 5, but well, no, it's not <laughs> obvious. It doesn't say it anywhere. I'm left yeah. guessing. But now it's like you have competitions, you click limited, and it gives you the competitions there. You click on enter a team. And if there are requirements that you have to have, it will tell you you have to have this or you mustn't have this. You know, like when you click on All Star Limited, it's just limited, and just you limited show up and perfect. And yeah, I, th I think it's a lot better. But one thing that I don't like about S uh, so rare just in general is it's incredibly hard to build your teams. It's incredibly hard yeah. to know who's where, who you've got playing, when they're next playing. There needs to be a page outside of entering the team where you can just have like a little squad builder. And I don't mean like the 
squads thing that they've got where you could just put five random cards in there. I mean, like, I want to I wanna be able to build my team and set it, it on the screen and then look at building in the next team and be able to, like, move the cards around without having to click confirm and click a captain and then have it, it hidden in the next screen. And you know. I know what you mean. There should be one page you can scroll up and down that you can look and know very... But just by looking where people yeah. are, at the minute you have to kind of go in and you're in entering the team and then you have to, like, tick use and you can kind of scroll and look for the player again and work out where yeah. you've played them. And the one thing I'll say to you where this comes up or what's handy for this now it's not perfect but it's definitely better is so rare data's lineup builder okay so if you go into so rare data hit so5 hit lineup builder um you can build your teams click save and then they come up under saved lineups below where you're building gotcha. the next team yep. it's so actually, can i just ask so rare data to build my best fives for each league <laughs> that's what they're gonna bring in down the line okay Perfect. Uh, that's what they're going to bring in down the line. I have no doubt about that. I think they've talked about that, about working that out and working out an algorithm and predicting that and all is tough with the amount yeah. of different variables in football. But I think they want to have some sort of prediction tool um, yeah. based on opponents, based on form, based on historic scores, etc. But And yeah. I know it's lazy, right? And it's super lazy, but I, I am the, your average consumer. I'm not your way or your guy that's been invested in this long. I need to know when a player I have isn't going to play. Yeah. I, I can't research that. So, so rare as a site will fail spectacular, or they not fail because they're doing great, but they won't succeed to the point they can if they kind of forcing people to do all of their own research on every single player, every single game week, every single time. People will just get bored and tired of it. They won't do it. You, you look at like FPL, every, you get millions of people week one, and then by like week four, half the people have given up because they can't stay and on top of who's in one and who's league out and... and 11 players yeah so rare yeah. is a million leagues and thousands and tens of thousands of players it is it is a really tough thing and i completely hear what you're saying like i mean it's like a full-time job at times i sat down to do my teams today for a lineup building video and i took like an hour and 20 minutes before i actually recorded the video because i build them and then i kind of run <laughs> through then, them yeah so it's like you're talking like that's where i am at and it took me like you could say an hour and a half, two hours of my day, and I probably tinkered with them a bit earlier in the week, like, and that's just where I'm at. But it'll, there comes a point where people don't have the time to put in the research, and I know yep. there's yield, and I know there's money I play, and I know there's enjoyment, whatever else, and it can be worth it, and that's why I do it. But it's a hobby, that's why I do it. But to a lot of people, they won't be arsed researching no. it. Like the one that's killing me this week, Melvin Bard, one of my best sort of super rare cards I have, under twenty three defender, plays at Nice. He got an injury translate in french to try and work out if he's back is he not yep. looking up french journalists it's a killer <laughs> yeah. and like google isn't even picking up the keywords because how many melvin bard articles are there in english where i'm like yeah. melvin bard injury i have to spell it in french it's a ball ache is what i'm getting at so i completely agree with you a really intuitive design where you can look and there's like obviously the re the big red x or they're like a different color or whatever it is saying like this guy's injured or like auto build or something yeah um obviously even even the players, like when you click on someone, you then have to, like you click on, I click on the card in my club. Then I have to click on his name. Then it tells me his season stats. And that's that's too many clicks for people to get to. And even then mm. it says appearance is five. Doesn't say how many he started. It does say how many he got substituted out in and substituted in in. But like you're making me do the math, right? Do the yeah. math for me. How many games did he start? How many games did he finish? Like, Give me the data and then 
it like it would make it a lot easier if that information was almost on like the back of the card so you click flip card and it's just got a little breakdown yeah. of all the important key information as to whether or not you want to start that player this week or not is he injured yes or no is he predicted to start yes or no how many games has he already got what's his not even average loss you know what i mean like all these kind of things would be massive for people I think they literally need to just become so rare data. Like you, if you go and look at so rare data now and you go to that lineup builder, even just the amount of information it shows, like if I, my team, the top player here and goalkeepers is Matvi Safanov. It gives me his average of the last five, last 15. I think the op, I could be wrong. I think that's his average versus that opponent or maybe it's that position's average versus the opponent. I'm not 100% okay. sure. It gives you the pick percentage that tells you how many people who have this player have lined him up over the X amount of weeks, over the last 10 game weeks. And then it shows you how many of his card are played in this division each week. And then you can also go into the player and it'll show you their playing percentage over the last X amount of games, how many they start, how many... There's just so much more there. And why a third-party site is doing it so much better than SoRare is the big yeah. question. Yeah, that's I, I didn't know question. that existed. And that's, that is really helpful for lineup building right there. Um, that, and so like, this, again, gives like value to those cards where that don't have value, right? Because you, there might be a couple of players now that are super, super cheap that always perform well against their upcoming opponent. Or mm. like, you know, that only 8% or 10% of users are using. So if you've got a high scorer that nobody else is playing you're going to have a good week compared to somebody where, you know, 70% of the people have got this card, which means all of us are getting these points. You you know, yeah. you want to find those anomalies, those low percentage players with the high percentage scores. And uh, like that as well should be something that's not, you don't want to give that, that, that's where the money side comes in. You don't just want to give that to people because then people with money will just go and buy all of the better performing cards based on all the data and analytics. But you need to give people that feeling of hey i could buy i could be buying like a, a little gem here i could be buying mm. what you know that unearthed gem that you know what you said earlier everyone loves the underdog i want the people that come on so rare be able to build a cool team for cheap and have a chance but they're mm. never going to be able to find those players for cheap unless they start sitting there crawling through the pro league and the saudi league and all these leagues for all these teams they don't know and all these players they don't know and then hoping that so rare even has that player like there was one guy i wanted to buy so Rare doesn't have him. And it's like, okay, well, I've just wasted 30 minutes looking for players, found the guy I thought I wanted, and he's not even there. Mm. And it's it like, to open it up to the general public, that connection has to be a lot better for them, I think. No, I hear you. Um, I'm just looking at the questions there because there's a few crackers and there's a few along that line. I mean, what do they need to do to make it more? Mike, Mike Wagner asked a good one there about how do they attract more users from this demographic i think we've actually talked about that a lot throughout this podcast yeah and i'm seeing what you mean about a lot of these being fifa people there's a lot of questions <laughs> for, from fifa people like topic spooky halloween football stories that's a nice one um that there's like are you are you gonna do more in real life content when fifa dies <laughs> died and all this any future plans for prestige 26 how rare is it um but look i'll ask a question here that's kind of related to so rare um, and it's from Nick Taylor. And then we're going to do a bit of a funny one that will wrap up. So we'll bang this out. We've actually answered most of these questions in the podcast. Um, where is Nick Taylor's question? I can't find it for the life of me. Give me one second. Nick Taylor. Here it is. How has your strategy changed since the beginning of your Sora journey? So that's that's kind of to round up this whole catching up with the Penthes type podcast. Has much changed in the last six weeks that we haven't mentioned today? Is there anything we haven't mentioned that's like abundantly different in your mind? About not how you're playing really, not really. I, I think I go through phases of wanting to spend all the money in the world 
and then wanting to use what I've got and grow yeah. it and snowball it. Um, but the strategy in general hasn't changed because I haven't had time to sit there and do anything. But I, I like I do wish I had a bit more time to sit there and try and find those low budget gems, try and build the best lineups like this week. I threw together some teams and I put Arturo Vidal in my special weekly, uh, sorry, in the uh, rookie league team. It's the mm. rare version of him because, and I was debating between him and this guy called uh, Santiago from one of the uh, River Plate. And last week, Santiago scored like nine, 90 points and Vidal doesn't really ever play for Inter. But I was saying to stream, I bet Vidal does play because it's against Sheriff. So, you know, yeah. it's a good time to just give him some minutes. I was on an iron. I couldn't decide. I ended up putting him into the start of the league. He ends up getting like 85 points or whatever, got a goal and an assist. And I'm sitting there just like like pissed. And what I was pissed about mostly was the fact that I didn't actually have or take the time to go and find out if he was starting, to go and see what the predicted yeah. lineups was or to see if... I don't even know if this Argentinian guy is going to be playing. I don't know if he's injured or not. I didn't put any time in. And so I think the strategy I would like to take... Is to just invest a bit more time to figure out my best lineups. Like right now, according to So Red Data, I have like a twenty percent strike rate in terms of winning lineups, which I think is pretty good. I don't know what like someone like your strike rate is, but I think you see, one I, out of five I don't is know. Good. It's a tough one, like because a lot of people look at their like strike rate or whatever on um, reward winning lineups on So Red Data, but I put out so many lineups that are essentially training teams that it's skewed. So like I enter a D two every week with my leftover super rares. I enter. Or I'll throw in an American one with some players. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. throwing out lineups that are punty or like teams that I know there's two DMPs in, I'll throw them out anyway. So yeah, I'd love to know like a percentage a percentage win rate when five players play or something. And I know maybe that's skewed because you should be taking into account the fact that you've missed the DMPs. But it's a it's a funny one. And I wonder like is there space in the community or in the kind of content where like would you pay someone to create your lineups every week? If they yeah. could guarantee, not guarantee, but if they had, if they could say, I have a great yield, or like if everyone pays a, me, if you pay me not point not one each week, I'll build your lineups or something. Like, yeah. is there space in the world for that service? I think there probably well, is. I don't even think you need to charge people. I think you know what you said earlier about you giving away all your tips and tricks. I think just something that came to me there for you as a content creator, and maybe me when I get to that point of creating sorry content, you could easily do videos. Or right, build people's lineups. I said at first, not necessarily Sorry, people's lineups, but <laughs> go for a budget. Hey guys, here's a hundred yeah. euro lineup for um, SO5 um, Challenger Limited. Is a yeah. three hundred euro one for Division Four or whatever we're calling it now, the the rare version, and build you know lineups where you're like this, this is what I'm going to do, and then this is what I'm going to think of. This is how it's going to be, and then for people that are going onto YouTube, being like, who should I be playing? You're going to start getting new faces on your channel. Go through your affiliate link, you both win, they get a quality lineup, you get some extra money in your pocket from the affiliate link, and then boom, everyone's a winner. Right. You know, but you don't have to necessarily charge Ethereum to do that for everyone to still win. But I, I do nope. think is I think it'd be a great place in the content space for people to build lineups and just help people the whys, the wherefores, the hows, the same way as the FPL guys. I didn't know, right? But when I started doing FPL this year. This was going to be the year that I took it seriously, and I didn't. But uh, <laughs> when I started tweeting about it a lot more and stuff, I had a few of the FPL guys. Like one guy asked me if I wanted to go on his podcast, and I, like, I had a look at his uh, YouTube channel. I was like, all right, let's see what kind of numbers this guy's pulling in and stuff. And I was blown away. I was like, it's like 100,000 people a video doing FPL lineups. Yeah, That's mad. I'm That's like, crazy. Like, 
Yeah. And now if you take it to so rare where you can actually make money or win items and win collectibles, there's going to be a, there's going to be a market for people being like, I'm lazy. I've got 150 euros. Do something for me. Like, yeah. it'll be there. Yeah. hundred percent. And even like, so like, that's one thing you can put out comp- content with like 500 quid squad builder and whatever. And that's great. The issue is that if people actually do listen to you, the price is just going to go up and up yep. and up because, you yep. know, so yep. then very quickly it becomes outdated. But I think even in the space, and I'm just rushing us on here based on time, even in the space, like if I could pay someone who was really knowledgeable 50 quid a week to set my lineups, I would do that. And if that person was a, a nerd who loved it and sat and researched everything every week and they were getting better results than you, I don't know. I enjoy the struggle of building lineups. I enjoy the satisfaction when you get it right. I do enjoy it. But like if it was 50 quid a week and they could have 10 people, they could be creaming 500 quid a week for researching and doing football. Yeah. And if yeah. you're someone with a hundred grand portfolio, you could be yielding. If you're if they're going to yield you more, they'll pay yeah. for themselves. It's a good accountant that will pay for itself. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I think there'll be a space in the, uh, there will be a space in the space for that type of person if there isn't already. Um, but look. A rare accountant. So rare accountant. That's <laughs> Someone's going to claim that Twitter handle. But look, <laughs> to wrap up, there was another topic I was going to bring up, but we'll leave it for another day. It was Mantis Toboggan. It's an out there question about ice cream men, and I thought it was very funny, but it might just have to wait the next week. Um, oh, we, we've got it. I, I got it. If we've got two minutes, right? This is yeah. the question he asked me, and I thought it was very funny last week. He was, do you know how ice cream men work and how they work out their territory? Is it territorial or is it like... Do you get like a trading license for a certain area? Do you know how they work? I have work? no idea. No. I have no idea. And then I looked it up and I found a Reddit thing about our ice cream vans territorial. And the comments under it are shocking. Genuinely, I heard it regularly sends into violence. Google ice cream van wars. Um, and I'm pretty sure like if you ever get an ice cream, it's normally a man in his like mid 40s with tattoos up his arm. In yep. Ireland anyway, they're probably like ex-RA members. Um, which is pretty dodgy um, and they'll all knock your bollocks in and I'm pretty sure I don't want to taint the whole community but I'm pretty sure the one in my estate that wrecks my podcast and has done for three years pretty sure he's a drug dealer because he was coming around in the winter in the middle of COVID <laughs> there's no reason for that man to be here <laughs> yeah. other than some dodgy <laughs> activity yeah. but ice cream that's on my... one side some snow something's on the other <laughs> But um, yeah, Emily said they're going to come for me now. Jeez, I know. I hope they don't listen. <laughs> but um, so look, that was the last thing. I just thought it was very funny because genuinely, I don't know how they work that out. They don't seem like the type of people who are sitting down with like meetings and planning out the routes of yeah. each other every week. But maybe I'm wrong. If you're an ice cream man, please get in touch. <laughs> and the last thing is, can you retain your 137 game title? You won September. Oh, did yeah. You you oh. did yeah. You you actually scored. Um, I don't know. You beat someone by not point one. It was like as tight as it's ever game, been. Man. Yeah, that must be it. So yeah. you're you could be the second last of this month, and the score you have to beat is one hundred and sixteen, which is like twenty one points off. Can you get right. closer? Pick. Do you want to pick two players? Two players. See what I take. I take two players. Uh, can they both be goalkeepers? Yeah, two clean yeah. sheets would get you close, wouldn't it? Yeah. So uh, we'll go for Bono. Bono. Of, uh, Sevilla and Adan of Sporting. They they regularly are scoring about 110 points a game between them. So it's quite close. One of them has for a few saves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like that strategy. It's ballsy the first time it's been done. But um, look, I'm not going to patronize you like last time and ask you if you want to plug anything. (laughs) If anything, I'll be plugging things with you someday. But Nep, it's been an absolute pleasure. Look, thanks a million for coming back. Um, I'm sure people enjoy this. 
Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to plug before you go? No, I'm good, man. I'm no, good. that doesn't surprise me. All right, good man. <laughs> Chat to you soon. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully we can catch up with the Panthers again down the line. Make sure leave us a review on Apple. If you don't have an Apple device, go and steal one. Go and punch your neighbour, take their iPhone and leave us a five-star review. It'll help people find me and not our crafty competitors like the Panthers when he comes and takes over the space. I'll chat to you next week.